It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. And welcome back to Back to the Book. Please take your Bibles, if you would, and turn back to Jonah. In chapter 3, we are continuing our thought on Nineveh and how they are a picture of repentance. I am trying to paint, as best as I can, a picture of what it would even take for salvation today. There's a very clear picture here. This Jonah represents the mercy of God in a very powerful way. Mercy on a disputed disobedient believer, and mercy on a very wicked nation. And the picture that is painted here is really exactly where we find ourselves. Um, We looked at yesterday the reaction to the truth they had had received. This is where, where we're picking up on the reaction. We see that they believed God. And we made the statement, is belief enough? It depends on what kind of belief you're talking about, really. James is clear. He says, faith without works is dead. And we said this, we must differentiate between two different kinds of belief. A head belief, or intellectual belief, and then there's the heart belief. One of them is just a random fact that really does nothing for me, changes nothing about me. The other one changes everything. That's the kind of belief Nineveh had, a heart belief. It was going to change their actions. It was going to change how they were living. It was going to change their attitude. Everything about them was changing, about to change, all as a result of this message. Why? Because they had true repentance going in their heart. Not some fake sorrow over sin. It was something that truly affected who they were, what they were, and what they would do in the future. We see that the Bible says, let's pick up in verse 4. Jonah chapter 3 and verse 4. The Bible says, And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Let's stop reading there for the moment. We looked at already they believed God. It says they proclaimed a fast. You know what that tells me? They took the message seriously. They didn't have time to play around. They didn't have time to to weigh and measure this message. They had 40 days before they were about to be destroyed. And when they realized that, it scared them to death. They realized they were guilty. They realized they were about to be judged before God. I I highly doubt they had much of an appetite. They proclaim a fast. Nobody's going to eat anything. Nobody's going to drink anything. Why? Because they were scared that... If they just took this message as a light message, something that just didn't really matter, they knew they were going to be judged. But in the words of their king, if they did all that, this, if they would fast, if they would take this seriously and and seriously 
turn from their wicked way. He says this, Who can tell if God will turn and repent or change his mind, so to speak? Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? There's a lot of people today that when they hear the gospel message, when they hear the truth, that they're a sinner and on their way to hell because of their sin. Now, God doesn't want you to do that. God's a loving God, but yet He's a holy God first and a just God. And he, sin's debt must be paid. The punishment for sin must be met. God cannot let anything slip by. God does not let anything slip by. They took the message that God sent them seriously. Do you take the message that God sends you seriously? Whether it be preaching from this radio station or on, on the podcast or whether it be at your church or a different meeting do you go to, when you hear the Word of God presented clearly and you know it's from God, do you take it seriously? Or does it go in one ear and out the other? Does it make a difference in your life or do you sit there, listen to it, and maybe for the moment you allow your emotions to be uh, um, moved upon just a little bit, but the moment you walk out the door, you've forgotten the message, it means nothing to you anymore, You're for it's forgotten, it's put off in the background, and any vows or anything maybe you've made where you've dealt with God on the altar, you forget about it, it all goes out the window and you go back to living life normally as you always do. That Sadly, is the story of a whole lot of Christians today. When they hear God's word preached and God deals with them on a particular truth, they say, oh no, we've got to fix this. We've got to deal with this. So they run down to the altar maybe and they pray and ask God to forgive them. Or maybe they say, I'll deal with it when I get home. But the moment they walk out of the doors, they forget about it. You know what's happened? They've not taken God's word, God's message seriously. They're playing. Nineveh didn't play. It wasn't a time to play games. Their judgment was coming. And let me be very clear on this. Now is not the time to be playing games with God. Now more than ever and never is there a time to be playing games with God. But especially now, the things we are seeing going on in the world around us in our country and really worldwide, both of them, we are seeing the signs of the times in, in a fashion that have they've never been seen this clearly before. God's timeline is moving on. Now, we don't know exactly how everything's going to happen, but we do know this much. He's coming back, and He's coming back soon. The Bible teaches in the imminent return of Christ. And with some of the things that we've been seeing lately, more than ever, it's becoming much more real, much more clear that God is coming. He is coming. The signs we are seeing are showing His second coming. Let me tell you this. The rapture is before that. The rapture is happening even sooner than that happens. We are seeing pretty much, as far as I know, all these signs for the second coming of Christ already, and we're raptured out before that. My friend, you don't realize how little of time you're dealing with right now. You don't realize how close your judgment day may be coming. And if you're hearing the gospel, and you keep on rejecting the gospel, 
it may be your last opportunity right now what you're listening to what you're hearing this may be the very last opportunity that you have to listen to the gospel my friend time is running out get a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry are you taking God and his word seriously or are you playing games Christian, are you playing games with God? you asleep on God? I reference this all the time, but it's a verse that needs to be referenced much in today's society. Paul said it several times, and knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Christian, if you're playing games with God, you had better get serious for God, now, while there is yet a chance to repent, while there is yet a chance to try to do something for God, while there's yet a chance to reach a few of your lost loved ones, whether it's, and, and co-workers and friends, neighbors, you still have a chance, as of yet, to maybe reach them with the gospel. But I assure you, your time is quickly running out. They believed God's word. They took it seriously. I want to show you something else. They humbled themselves. Talks about them putting on sackcloth. The king laid aside his robes. The Bible says that he proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. It didn't make it uh, one difference whatsoever whether it was the king or the pauper, the lowest class there in his kingdom, in that city. They all were about to fall under the same condemnation. They all were about. They all were facing the exact same judgment for the exact same reason. Nobody was going to escape. May I pray? May I say, dear listening friend. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. And for everybody listening to this broadcast, whether it be on the radio here or maybe on, on the podcast format that we've just started up, if you're listening to this, listen, you're under the same condemnation that all the world is under. I don't care how rich or how poor you are. I don't care how good or how bad you are. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's like there's a great chasm, a great, um, there, there's a drop off, you know, two cliffs, and everybody's made, this is just an illustration I've heard before. Everybody's trying to pole vault across this chasm to the other side. But it's 300 feet. Nobody's going to make it that far. This one young guy, he's pretty clumsy, you know. He comes running as fast as he can, gets up to the very end to hit that pole and, you know, to launch himself. And he trips and falls. Goes down to the bottom. This next guy, he's, he's not really crazy good at anything, but he's at least not too clumsy. He's done this pole vaulting a few times. So he comes running with his pole. He's 
slams it into that slot that he's got to get, and he, I mean, hits off, does the probably the best he's ever done, and we'll say he goes, you know, 10, 15 feet. But remember that cliff on the other side, it was 300 feet. He didn't make it down to the bottom. Same. This last guy, he's, he's an Olympic runner. I mean, he does this. This is what he's practiced his entire life for. And he comes flying. Hits it just right. He's got the best equipment, the best stick. I mean, everything that he can get. Let's say he gets an astounding 50 feet. But remember, the mark was 300 foot. He didn't make it. You see, no matter how good or how bad they were, the thing was they were never going to make it to that goal. That's like us trying to make it into heaven our own way. I don't care how good of a person you are or how bad of a person you are. Every single one of us have come short of the glory of God. There is no way we can make it to heaven because God's standard to get into heaven is perfect, absolute holiness and righteousness. You don't have that, friend. Nobody does. The Bible says, Whoso keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. The Bible says, that the wages of sin is death. They all were under the same condemnation. Dear friend, as are we. We face the wrath and judgment of the Almighty God for the sins we've committed, for the sin nature that we've inherited. We sin because we're sinners. But that's the transgression of God's law. We're facing judgment. There's only one way to come to God. And that's by humbling yourself. And dear sinner, if you're not willing to humble yourself and accept the truth of God's word that you're on your way to condemnation, you'll never make it. The Bible says... God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. I see here, both the greatest and the least, they all had to humble themselves to come before God. Nineveh did that. That's why they were able to be spared. We'll pick up here tomorrow. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.